we're back. Geek Force, another review straight for you. Thanks for waiting, thanks for listening, and see what's happening now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the amazing G Squad of Marlon, Eming, and Ray. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode and a brand new month of July. It's been a minute. Happy summer. (laughs) Yeah. Happy summer. Last time we spoke, it was technically spring. So. No, you're right. Technically, it was spring. It was. Happy summer. It has been a minute. So much has happened, but hey, this is this is why we're meeting up. We're gonna get to talk about all the crazy things that have been coming out in the past month and a half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Starting with, for me, this was the biggest thing because I think we've been talking about this since last year. Straight uh, Netflix's season four, Stranger Things, part two, part one, and part two. Um, part one came out back in what was it? End of May, early June. I don't know. I think in the May. Around that timeline, yeah. Around that time. Um, and recently, part two just came out on July 1st. Um, so we get to kind of talk about the entire split season together as a whole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This was a phenomenal season. Like, I there's so much to say, and there's so much to, I guess, to be like, hmm, about. And then, like, what does this mean for the future Stranger Things, knowing that the next season is the last season? Um, how how do we want to begin with this? Mm. Favorite characters this season? Looking. I know. Let's, let's go with race suggestions. Argyle, hands down. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Marlon. Yes, that is that a risky decision to introduce a brand new character, but it stuck the landing. Argyle was my favorite. Homeboy questioned nothing. He didn't have any questions. He was so he, baked. He, he was just flow. down for the. Oh, you need, you he need was salt. high the whole time. I know. He didn't get 60 pounds of salt. It's like, all right, Argyle. My man was so chill. He was like, you know what? I'm going to roll with y'all. Things are exploding. People are dying. But yo, get in the pizza wagon. Let's go to the next location. <laughs> we needed a character like that because, yes, this season was incredibly intense and mm. knowing that all you know all the people involved have been there since season one season two and having a brand new character just kind of go with the flow but still bring like comedy but still a sense of calm we needed that especially for i'm calling them like group two since the, everyone was <laughs> separated in groups mm. the california group they needed that because they had 11 with them they had the military after. No, they need they need Argo because I don't know how they would have made it out without him. Otherwise, especially his car. I mean, but his I car know. was yeah, MVP for that whole plot line. <laughs> there it was <laughs> fit the whole gang, and that car was. I don't know how old it was, but it was making it was making the full journey. It was going it was for really it. Mile, it has good mileage. Like, I'm surprised Netflix hasn't done like some kind of jokey commercial about you need a new vi- you need a new vehicle you should invest in this van. Just wait for it, wait for it. Well, if anything, I it think this just proves that this whole storyline with Argo for them like for the 
for the California crew, this couldn't happen present day. This is absolutely a like 80s, 90s era where gas was like 99 cents, where you can be like, you know what? Yeah, I don't mind driving clear across the country. We can afford to, to make that trip. No but, uh, problem. If you ask someone today, hey, do you want to take me all the way to the Midwest? And, oh, and whose car? And my and car? car? Have you seen Unless gas? Unless you prices? got an electric car. <laughs> you got an electric car, okay, but Mm-mm. gas. Gas was like a pity. <laughs> like, they were, they were, like yo that, that 80 cent gas he, they were going for it. they were making frequent stops he was plugging it in not looking at it not like being like oh is it that is it is it that 80 bucks yet that's that's my heart something he was just like yo fill it up turn it around had a full conversation like, you know what if only if only that was true where you can just turn around and let the let the gas just go without even worried about you having to pay a second mortgage on it but it was uh that yeah that that car was was mvp hands down yeah, I, I I appreciate again. They do amazing '80s throwbacks in the show. I heard that like when the Duffer Brothers was writing the script and how they tried to include all the music and stuff. Like when Noah Ryder had to be there to check them because she was like, <laughs> "I love the '80s, dude." So like, like even like it helps to have actors to even have their input so that everything was just like on brand. Um, mm-hmm. But I I do want to say like. This season was, to me, way scarier. I think I even told Evie, like, the first part, I watched in the daytime, thank God, because it was so scary. The uh, Nightmare on Elstream was their biggest inspiration this season, and you can definitely see it mm-hmm. with the creepy-ass new villain, Vecna. And my question to y'all is, I'm, I'm sure some of y'all probably already figured it out. I only put it together, like, maybe two episodes before the reveal, but... When mm. you watched that episode, when you realized Eleven didn't actually kill those people and was actually the one to send one to the Upside Down, you know, giving him his villain arc, um, and basically she was the one that created the portal, what did you guys think of that whole, like, reveal? Because that was basically what started the whole story. <laughs> mm. Mm. I wanted to go back and watch season one. Honestly. Same. And didn't like, they say she couldn't <laughs> talk in season one? I think that matter for might have also gotten lost. Like, wasn't it the yeah. whole part of her character that she couldn't speak in the total of season one after her big thing? Yet she was like speaking in all the flashbacks. I was like, huh. She, it was like she, she lost her memories. She didn't know how to communicate well. Like, yeah, that might have tracked. That. Shut down. That might have been that. intentional. Yeah, true. Because mm. it might have been just her altering her memory as we kind of saw her memory went through a couple different changes and perspective changes throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. True. Right. Keep forgetting she's a child and children's minds work different through trauma and things aren't always there. PTSD. And I guess she's older That's true. and getting that clarity. It's like, this is what really happened, you know, because I remember season one, I thought, see, this is what kid did all this and we, we on her side, we sure she's good. <laughs> like I was you sure? You sure. Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, it was great that they started the season in, in such a big way that they had to put a warning up, like, "Hey, we're gonna show uh, some kids getting hurt." Uh, that definitely was a choice to make. Like, yeah, we're gonna show some kid bodies everywhere to full tone shift it's, this entire it's funny. season. Yeah. And I was like, "Damn, different brothers." <laughs> It's really funny how common uh, child like 
injury is in media because i feel like i have seen that warning so many times now uh in the past couple of right. months i guess um maybe it isn't mm. as many times as i'm but like everything that came out really quickly back to back that just had a lot of child violence and it has there's always been child violence for a kenobi. long time it's not like like well K- mm-hmm. kenobi's is funny to me because i'm like we've been making jokes about Attican killing all the padawans for decades uh so like it's not like yeah, child violence Violence is not is not also like historic either. It's just all of the stuff came out back to back to back to back. Um, the to answer your question on uh, uh, what you call it on the Vecna big Vecna reveal, I had made the connection really early in the season, uh, or at least like I have to guess that Vecna was one, but it was really early in the season. And it was only because I was like, the way they are showing some of these kids' numbers and using all of these things, and there's no one yet. This one person's mm-hmm. gonna be humongous. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I bet it's Vecna. Mm-hmm. But the the connection I didn't make was that he was still in the building, and he was the orderly or whatever he, whatever you want to call him. That's the one I was. That that one got me there. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh shoot, this is the guy. Oh no, this is about to get really mm-hmm. bad really fast. And then it did. Um, so, yeah, that, it, that part was really cool. Um, my favorite character was Murray, if I'm just throwing it out there, because yeah. he's the best. Uh, he's a black belt. <laughs> he's a black belt. Because he, he was like, I know yeah. we, we're going to get into another yeah. problem like this sooner or later. I, I need to be more prepared. <laughs> and he was ready. Yep. Continue, Kat. <laughs> I appreciate it. Like, I was happy to see Murray back, but I like that they didn't use him as just comic relief, like in the past few mm-hmm. seasons. Like, mm-hmm. they usually just use him for, like, a little thing. He'll be funny, and then he goes away. No, he was with every, at least that group, the Russian group, every step of the way. And he got to really utilize, like, before, you know, I'll be like, are you sure you can speak Russian? Are you sure you can do No, he really proves, like, I can, and I actually am a big part of this as much as everyone else, and I really mm-hmm. am glad that he's actually kind of part of the, I guess, the Stranger Thing family, at least with the main character group, because he he kicked ass out there. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, Hopper was so happy for um, Joyce, and da-da-da. I'm like, nah, you gotta give props to Murray, because I don't know where Joyce would be without him, honestly. So now I'm like, now y'all gotta invite him to the cookout, or at least their cookout, um, because he's family now. <laughs> they bought mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I mean, they were a team. Yeah, they were, they were the green team. I think this season also, like, I mean, they d- definitely do a lot of throwbacks, and I love the continuation of D&D lore, uh, but I also love that they were like, great, we're gonna be doing uh, a monster or villain that goes into people's dreams. We have to have a Robert Eglin cameo. Like, we yes. cannot have this creature do all these dream-based attacks and not bring in the man who basically started it off. And I love he's like, yeah, I'm in it. And I'm the victim this time. I was like, no. That was they, got Freddy. they got Freddy. So I was like, this guy is scarier than Freddy. It's so like, mm-hmm. Freddy, they're like, mm, look at that karma, Freddy. All these years <laughs> chasing people in their dreams. Now someone's chasing you and yours. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that. I will That's say... Good. I know around that part of the season, it did feel like it derailed a bit for that background story, but I actually really like, it was just a different perspective of 
Hawkins a long time ago. Crazy shit was happening back then. Like, it was nice to even, because it felt like, you know, because of season one, because of opening Upside Down, it started because of that. No, there was crazy stuff back then. And the fact that I will say the timeline was kind of wonky for me because I was like, wait, this was in the 50s. That means that little ordinary boy is way older than I thought he was um, for him. To, but actually it's the 80s. But still at the same time, like I thought he would have been like an old man when when mm. he was talking about one. And then he mm. found out he was one. I was like, you look pretty young for uh, such power, little man. You know, I don't know how old he is in real life, but he, I'm assuming he's a young, like a 20 year old at that time. But him doing all that stuff as a little boy in that house? Oh heck no! Like you killed, your, like you killed your family. Yeah, that was weird. That was that was a really great side story, but He's the a damn. <laughs> He's a monster. It was good. I feel like yeah, they did a lot of great background tales that I think. In the beginning, like you were mentioning, it was kind of like, okay, like how far, how much are we going to keep doing these flashbacks? Like how integral into the story are we going to keep seeing these? But I think the payoff was great because we see that the all the, the all the flashbacks connect, you know, the whole background with like the killer and like the house and oh, the son's background and it all connects back to mm-hmm. just one continuous line. Oh, this is one's origin story. We finally get an answer to like the upside down and who's been like manipulating things. And like, oh, this is a full villain background story as we're also kind of unfurling um, this unknown entity that's like attacking everyone. So it's cool to kind of see that and see, you know, how it affects everyone. And I think the true star of this whole season has got to be Sadie Sink. I mean, she delivered every, like her trauma, her guilt, the way it was delivered in every single scene was just so enthralling. I mean, to the point where, like, literally, we we're just worried for her the entire time and hoping Kate Bush is nearby. Um, so, yeah, this was a Sadie Sink season, just hands down. I, I remember I told Amy, I was like, I finished and I'm emotionally drained. And I didn't tell you why, <laughs> but that was why I was like, you'll see, you'll see. Um, yeah, that Dear Billy episode took mm. me the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. to like when it ended, I had to I had to take like a twenty like twenty, thirty minute break. That was a lot. Like like it was a lot. Ment- like mentally, emotionally. Um the like just everything in that show was technically perfect and then visually like everything mm. was like top notch. The acting, the music, even the pacing, the mm. camera angles, like it gave it gave me such chills that I, I forgot I was watching a TV show. I thought I was so deep into like a movie. Um, I was really scared because I was like thinking in my head as I'm watching. I'm like, is this the season that they're gonna start killing people? Because that, that that that's when those thoughts start hurt. We're hurt, so now we're gonna start hurting our characters. Like I know we've hurt Eleven, we've hurt Will. No, we're gonna start hurting the main characters. So then I was like, oh my gosh, we're gonna kill off Max? Like, are y'all really gonna do that? And then it was like, ooh, thank goodness for Kate Bush. But then volume two, <laughs> I don't know if we want to save that bit as we're going through, but volume two, mm. they, they ain't safe. <laughs> and then it works. <laughs> I was no, so proud of them for that one. Great. You got to do it at I was, this point. Don't, don't, I was like, so proud of them. Go for it. Oh, I, I just was going to say, works. I was just so proud of them for uh, like doing a thing TV and movies rarely do, which is put a character in a life-threatening situation, have them survive it, and instead of them being safe the rest of the season, oh no, <laughs> they came back 
they they came back to Max later, and I was just like, yes, I thought like everyone who thought that she was she was fine, no one else was. But I'm just happy they broke a cycle that is like a very like oh, once the character almost dies, they're not going to die for a very long time. Like that's just a fact in like basically 99 percent of television, but no longer in Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, no, and also it would have felt. I, I honestly would have sort of felt cheated had we seen Max twice in a row almost get Vecna and like, oh, at the last second, oh, she got saved. Like, no, 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 no. Like, we need to see their consequences. She was sure. the target. And the moment I saw them snap that little girl's ankle, I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, they got her. He got her. I was like, oh, my God. I, I don't think it's working out anymore for this kid. Uh... <laughs> I was about to be, t- was about to be 86. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, baby, they're going to kill her. They're gonna I was, dead. I was, oh, not the other <laughs> leg, not the arm. I was like, oh, they're going to do it. So I, I get it. Like Grace said, I love that there were consequences to their actions. And that, like, and even though they, like, technically saved her homegirl is fully in a coma. And I was like, okay, good. There's some, there's some consequences. There's some actual stakes to this because this shouldn't be another season. We're like, great. Everyone is fine. Only mentally scarred, but everybody's a-okay. Nah, 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 nah. Not Max. Not Max. And that episode was just so heavy because, you know, she, she I mean, since the beginning of the season, obviously everything was different. Everyone was, you know, everyone's in high school. Everyone's already going on their own path. She was still dealing with what happened in season three. She kind of distanced mm. herself from her friends. Her at home life wasn't okay. So she was like, alone and not knowing that that was setting up for what was to come and so for our episode to kind of walk through her journey to how she got there mentally was a lot and then seeing that she was marked is terrifying because of that and i'm like it felt it felt like almost like a literary analysis of like characters who have trauma but like i don't know not talk about or whatever how they were marked and like you, you can't shake that off. It was almost like one of those, like those stories you probably would read like on copy pasta back like as a teenager t- 10 years ago or something. Like, like those tales. But to see it fleshed out, like that stuff is, was it creepy pasta? I don't know what you're talking about. Creepy I have fully yes, like yes. A, yes, creepy pasta. Creepy pasta. I believe yeah. it first. I was like, is there a thing called creepy pasta? <laughs> Yeah. Creepy yeah. paper. Yeah, the kids, they're scary stories. <laughs> That's a thing. Creepy That's paper. Like what's the one where people just write fan fiction? What's 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 the that Wattpad? one called? There it is, oh, Wattpad. I thought it was like a Wattpad thing. I was like, is that a Wattpad thing? No, I oh, Merlin, you're so young. I remember Wattpad. It was uh, a wild tales. Oh, it is. Yo, it's it's worse. It's still a thing. (laughs) My goodness. Kids are taking over. They get worse. Um, yeah. So seeing that, um, it's scary. Like I was like, that's a character we care about. Oh no! And then Mm -hmm. like that again to me, and that was the Hawkins group and the California group. I was worried about Will. Like, yeah, Will's not Hawkins and. But if he had been, he would. I feel like he would have definitely been marked or something involved. Which, again, mm. as you see towards Will the end, has <laughs> something bigger in store for him. I yeah, think he they were like, bigger, "Oh, bigger. we put him here was, because uh-huh, oh, wait and uh-huh. see," which is terrifying because I love Will. 
No, I'm scared. I was disappointed. <laughs> I mean, I just, that's two seasons in a row. My boy Will has been done dirty by uh, the plots. So, because um, he didn't, he Yo. didn't really get to do much in season three either. So that was my biggest disappointment <laughs> this season. Breaks. It's just uh, yeah. that it felt like Will and uh, Mike just kind of didn't do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and Especially Jonathan, Mike. like they, Mike didn't do um, yeah, they, they just kind of were just, they were on a, they were on a journey. They did a little bit. I, like I'm not trying to take away their their plot line, but it oh, yeah. wasn't it wasn't very interesting. Everything that was interesting was basically every other plot line in the show. Um, so just I mean, I mean, sadness for Will. Bobby Brown said it best. There are too many characters on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was the one who actually she said we need to like, die. We have way too many characters. Like, <laughs> they need to die. We keep adding. Like we need to kill some characters. We have too many. Millie, stop it. They listen to no, you. No, like, it was like a small crew and they all got a chance to talk and speak. But as with each season, we keep adding more characters. And so this season, you don't get, you don't get a lot of Mike. You don't get a lot of Will. And you kind of get these like underground like or these background like kind of stories. But it's like it's nothing to the front of it. Like literally they spend the entire show either on the phone. Hey, do you need us? Or like hey, having a full crisis in the van, like, hey, I might be gay, but I don't know how to talk about that. And that's an important story, but it's like to the backbone, because like, cool, we got a Vector storyline, we got the racism slash uh, patriotism and Hawkins led by the high school quarterback for some reason the entire time. Like, great, yes, high school quarterback, we're going to listen to you. All this is happening, but like, great, we can't really give Will and Mike as much attention because there's a lot of other things happening that we kind of also got to talk about. Which is hilarious because Erica had more important scenes than him. And I thought that was hilarious. Because Erica's a star. Erica was very clutch in a lot of scenes. At first, she was like, I'm going to have to go against you. And then when they were like, we actually need you, she was like, finally. Like, she was like that little sister I've been like waiting for. Like, y'all should have been calling me for this. And then oh, she no. went to work, you know? I um, can't describe to you the visceral reaction Camille had when that white boy tackled Erica. Oh, like, right. Same. Like, I was the same the thing. Camille stood up off the couch. It's, I was like, hey, it's a, it's a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. immediate reaction, no, you didn't touch her. Just like, get your hands off of that baby. I thought the same thing. I, like, sat up all strong. Like, you did not put hands on a little black girl, but she got him. You tried to break her arm. I was like, oof, something bad doesn't happen to you. I swear to God. I swear to God, something bad doesn't happen to you. I want you to also die, sir. I don't know your character's name, but you need to die immediately. Yeah, there's a whole conversation um, online about... The black kids in Hawkins. As you know, Hawkins is a very rural town, so it wasn't going to have a lot of diversity. But at the same time, it's like you see kids like Lucas and Erica, how they have their lives, how they live in that town. But when things go bad, it's like, like even I feel like the ugliness of the reality, because I feel like their parents have sheltered them because with their friends and stuff, they don't really get to see that Mm -hmm. ugliness as much. But in this season, it kind of was like, even relevant to us of like seeing how like I feel like like the basketball stars like in the group like they kind of looked at the black characters are like you know you're cool as an athlete but you're not going to be like you know because the I feel like that main guy turned on Luke is so quick so hard yeah I thought you were one of us that when that scene where he was being the shit out of him I I was so frustrated on so many I was like this, this is beyond like 
angry. The way he was hitting him, and then Erica's knocking on the door, like, Lucas, Lucas. It was too much for me. I was like, this is this is too much on so many levels. Max was levitating. He's getting beat up. Erica can't get to the door after she almost he steps got, on like, the goddamn music. I was like, God damn it, you I, fucking I white boy. I, I couldn't breathe. I, it, it, I was having like a panic attack. I was like, this is too much. Perfect storm. It was a perfect storm. I, I, I need you to get this football, this proud boy off him, you know? And then because of that, what happened to Max? I was just like, Oh my gosh! Like let people live, you know. That, that was, <laughs> I think it was screaming was let live for a Just you didn't come up there, it's been fine. But no, yeah, it, was a, it was a great clash of like so uh, like of like an ethereal like villain versus like an actual like everyday villain. Everyday like hey, villain. like grief and guilt are driving me to basically strike up a mob, and I don't have any evidence other than like I think it's that guy. And because I have privilege, I'm going to hurt that person. I don't have any evidence. The police keep telling him, you don't know what you're doing. Please stop. But he's like, no, 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 no. I feel like I'm right. You don't know what you're doing because I feel like I'm the right person for the job. I'm the right white man to fix this. And then the entire time I'm just whipping to a friend. So we're like, they're just basically like stalking five different families because people are like, cool. This is during like that whole like satanic panic of D&D. So it's really cool to kind of see this other real world fear. And then like this, his other other fear. And like both of them are scary in their own ways. And in that moment, they both kind of clash together and make this really heightened, fearful moment of like, you can't have success because you have another villain in front of you who has no powers other than just rage and it's misplaced rage. And it just was like, a much. perfect storm and it allowed for <laughs> just this really highly anxiety filling scene of like is their entire plan gonna fail because one guy and his friends are like no 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 we know what's going on and if you're the problem and right in that scene it just gave me a reference to Lovecraft Country and how it took that in that similar way and I'm like look we're dealing with forces that are beyond human like dealing with humans but you're still worried about like like how they even looked at eddie because eddie is not from a traditional family he's the outcast and everything eddie. you know those little proud boys we're gonna get him you know anyone who, who didn't fit into their view of american family they were really trying to come up go after those people and i think the duffel brothers did a great job in not like not they didn't tell us. They showed us. Like they, nothing needed to be said. It was just the actions of showing it and how you can clearly see where they were going, illustrating that. And I think they did that really well because I was like, what I was feeling was not because, oh no, he's you know Max is the, no. It was like this is. I was like, I think I was yelling. I was watching this with my boyfriend. I was like, this is racist. I kept yelling, this is racist. Like this is very racist. Like, this is crazy. This no no no. Um, but hey. Because this is a story, you know, we kind of get a little just dessert for that guy. Because I was like, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and he it was almost most, so fast, we didn't even talk about him. I was like. They gave him the most lackluster death scene I've ever seen. Yeah. He yeah. falls on the ley line and he gets dissolved in half. Mo- moving on. Moving on. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. We're sweet. wrapping up that string of the story. This character has now died. And we're going for and a big white shot. We're going for a white shot. <laughs> no one talked about saw- him in the last episode where people were missing unless did, it, did you guys see any type of see 
that's all I needed. I just lost. That's all I needed. He he didn't deserve. <laughs> he he didn't deserve more attention. I'm glad they handled him that way. Let's move on from this. No, I'm glad. This is the death I've ever seen. Like, and it's a wrap on this guy. Moving on. This is why you don't touch these kids. <laughs> I think there's a lot of great character work this season. I think uh, with the character of Eddie. Um, it was great work of like focusing on a pariah. I'm also someone who, from like, who's also like inclusive in a very strange way of like, we're gonna just be outcast. We're gonna be a super dope outcast. Um, there was a lot of great work with that. I I kind of liked that they were touching on Lucas's whole thing about wanting to pursue other extracurriculars and the friend group kind of being frayed on that. And it didn't, they didn't focus on it too long, but you know, cause they have to of course, you know, continue with Sid's story. But I did like a lot of the character work we got, even bringing back Dr. Martin Brenner, which was a choice. Um, and the, 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 the back and forth with that character of like, you love him, you hate him. He's a kind of good guy. He's a terrible, bad guy. Just the back and forth of that whole just dynamic was very interesting. And I think, the only I think note I have was for like the B team, the, the team in Russia. It's like their entire like point A to point B was like Russia prison, airbase prison again, and <laughs> just like going back and forth. And I was like, is their only story gonna be them going back and forth to this prison over and over again? It was still fun. But it was very interesting to see the cool. Like we're just not gonna have them leave. They're just gonna. They're going to have to come back. We're going to shuffle some things around again, but they're going to have to come back to the prison to ultimately wrap up everything here before they can go back home. Yeah, I thought the same. I was like, I thought they would at least be back by volume two, like in Hawkins, but nah. I mean, they were the last five minutes of the last show, but um, they really did. Like, they were entirely in Russia. And it was... It's interesting. That storyline is very interesting because, again, you know... It was like you could tell it was building up to something, but I just didn't know what they were building up to. Um, I guess the whole like, and I like to call it the little um, Avenger scene of like when everyone was fighting someone at the same time in their three little locations. You know, it it was it was cute, it was nice, but I was just like, okay, cool. When are they coming back? Like, oh, Joyce, you are a mother. Like, you need to get your ass back. But I, I guess I guess it's fine that they came because it's just setting up for season five. But I just I was unprepared with the amount of time um, spent in Russia or over there. I, and again, uh, if you want to say another new character, Marlon, the little Russian guy who I always say is the dude from Game of Thrones, basically. Um, he he was he's a character too that was the faceless part man. Of the, yeah, he was part of the uh, the ride as well because I thought he was gonna die. Nah, he he was there. Even the little Yuri guy, I thought he was gonna die too. Nope. I was he hoping turned. for a it has no name phrase or yeah, some Game of Thrones nod. I was like, oh. do you like Game of Thrones? The prison has no name. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it, but I I, I I actually liked him. I was like, hey. Hopper needs a good, like, buddy friend because he's always around Joyce and kids. And now he has Murray and he has uh, Game of Thrones dude. He's a tentative buddy. I think he's more like, I just, one, I wanted money and OB, now I'm pissed with you. I kind of now want freedom. So he was kind of like a very much of like a fair weather friend. If the temperature and the climate is nice True. and your goals align, he's But we see him again the next season. Whatever. They're friends. I'm just saying. You well, see him I mean, again. I think he's wrapped his thing. Like, he just wanted to rid that 
demon thing from Mother Russia and free the True. homeland. So he's kind of done that. But we'll see. I, I think what's interesting, I'm hoping to see what happens with this whole Vecna thing is that mm-hmm. there was someone who's mentioning that like in D&D lore, like Vecna has like a vampire general dude person that's like with him. And people are suspecting that Eddie or the character Eddie isn't really dead <gasps> and that the bats did something to him. So maybe they'll bring him back. That's, I'm that's like, not gonna I think that's like too much D&D. I feel, like that, I feel like that's like I feel like the, the Duffer brothers are down with D&D but I don't think they want to dive so far into D&D they're like no 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 we're going to make it extra D&D we're going to bring in this fully like actual canonical character that's not that happening. exists in the D&D world I'm like, y'all I get it I love it I love the creativity I love it like there's various ways of doing things and he was killed by bats but i think that maybe that would be too on the nose to go like because these are all characters that the kids name D things they aren't actual D things in in an entirely so i'm like they can't really go there but we'll see what happens i did like how eddie went out um playing to metallica and just being a hero is very interesting love the metallica scene i thought that was a great shot it was beautiful Mm -hmm. it was beautifully shot uh and yeah i think season the last season we're we're gonna see some things wrap up i think l might go back to the upside down maybe to fully rectify it maybe fully consult maybe it's like the thing like i have to be there to make sure it stays closed or however she wants to do i don't know because like beck said there were creatures already there when he rolled up to it so these things weren't just he didn't bring them he just happened to be with them so i'm thinking l's gonna make some sacrifices either a go to the upside down and say i'm gonna stay here to be like the warden and like Maybe she'll pop in their dreams and do a little shadow, a little, uh, what's it called? Some dream walking. A la Piggybacking off of a pizza freezer, basically. There you go. I love that so, place. I, I think it's going to end. Yeah. But, but I think it's going to end with her having to be the warden of those zones because every time they think they did something, every other season it someone's knocking on that door. So she's right. got to probably be like the fail safe on the other side. Like, I'm going to make sure I am going to be actively watching this. So knowing how it ended, like I, I also want to give props to Caleb for Lu- being Lucas in that whole difficult scene with Max because they're like I do like how in this season a lot of actors took like they've been their characters for so long they ad libbed a lot in this season that that brought a lot of genuine moments. So like with, with him when Max was dying in his arms and he's crying for Erica, I was sobbing like I was hard sobbing because you know how his sister whatever. His acting was great in that scene, but, you know, Eleven was trying to reach out to Max, and if you remember the end, that's thunder, um, in the end, he said um, she technically died, but then she came back, but we don't know. Uh, when Eleven checked again in the hospital, she cannot find Max. So then we kind of get into a bunch of theories. I did not hear that theory about Eddie coming back as a vampire. That's new to me. I was like, what? Because I know a lot of people are like petitioning bring back Eddie. And I'm like, he's dead, y'all. But no, don't do that. Um, But for Max, what are you guys thinking with Max? As you know, with Vecna, he said her death would be the fourth portal to open so that the plan would be in action. Everything that Nancy had saw in that vision about basically hell on earth coming tr- coming true it's coming where where do you got or what do you guys predict is going to happen knowing like the lore of D and how our characters react in this situation like where is max's conscience 
is Will gonna have a? Is he gonna have to be a villain this next season? I I'm agree with you about Eleven being some type of warden or something. Like, where are we heading to in season five? Max is dead. <laughs> you mean she's brain dead? For like yeah, or forever? Or I think she's he, done. There's a chance she'll come back. Um, no, I said dead. What? No, I did. I don't think. Uh, I think she's gone. I think that was the the gate opened. It was. We saw it. Like they saw it at the end. Like you said, she was. So the, her she, death was the end. For her to come back. Uh, not after that scene where she was in her head and she couldn't find her. No, if they didn't show that scene, maybe there was, I'd say she was a chance between seasons, but she went into her brain and they show her in an empty like space. Uh, uh, Max gone, y'all. Mm-hmm. Wow. You needed four. You needed four and she was a fourth. I did hear a theory that a lot of Vecna's victims' consciousness is locked up somewhere in the Upside Down, but because of what's happening, it's still locked down, and Eleven hasn't grown to her potential to, I guess, realize that. But that, people said there's a chance for her to come back, as well as the other victims moving on peacefully into whatever the afterlife. But they said, mm-hmm. like, there's there, there are theories about that, which you kind of see when his victims are being tied up in the little trees and upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I was like, I believe there's a chance, but you're saying like, nah, she's brain dead. Here on out. Man, let's say they decided to pull some really unfortunate story writer. Like, oh, she technically didn't die. And her consciousness is just hidden somewhere else. And they got to find it before yeah. the final gate can be closed. Yeah. And that I mean, that is a storyline, but it also can be a little bit unsatisfying of like, we, I know we told you that people needed to die, but like not main characters, main characters get like a, they get a, a one try policy. They got to go and try to find the body uh, consciousness one time that they find it and they're not totally dead, but you got to mm-hmm. find it first. So if they do decide to write out like that whole thing of like Vegas straight up saying four people die, four bells, the gates open, it's going to be some interesting writing if they were to kind of like. Right. change it up after the fact damn that makes me sad but okay the only reason why I don't know if I agree with that is because then they shouldn't have even had the scene of Eleven trying to revive her if that's the case that's part that's why I'm like I don't I don't I mean I, I get like she's not in, in that in her in her mind clearly but if 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 they were gonna make her dead dead then why include that scene of Eleven with trying to like do stuff from like afar? search yeah like what, like, what was the point hope. of that? <laughs> mm. Story-wise, it makes a lot of sense question. to me if that's the case. Unless, unless it's foreshadowing for her reviving people in season five, it doesn't. It doesn't make a lot of sense. That's the only extra thing I can think of. Uh, it's like she's quote unquote reviving someone before, but maybe because it was Vecna ripping her soul out and putting her consciousness somewhere, like it was too late for Max, but. Uh, Maybe it means she can bring True. Mike back in season five or something because she's done it once. Uh, or mm-hmm. maybe it maybe it had some other purpose and Max is still alive. I uh, so good question. But 
A Jedi power. I think if that does happen, there's going to be a big cost to that. So what is that going to happen to Eleven or whatever she's using to do that? I feel like if she does bring back Max and letting those spirits be peace, I feel like that means something bad's going to happen. Because again, criminal exchange. You need to do something for it to take. So I'm like, so yeah, yay, Max is back. But then that means someone else is going to die or 11, you know, that might be part of, she can't go back to, she can't come back to our world or something, you know? Mm. So I feel like if Max is coming back, it's going to be a very big cost to the cast or to the characters. And it's going to, it's going to be a very heavy cost. And I'm like, what does that look like? Like it could involve other kids or other people involved in doing that, you know? So, I mean, the big kids got to go to upside down. They did a lot of stuff in there too, so it's like, like I wouldn't be surprised if the whole cast goes, and then we're losing more people. Like, I don't know, and I'm just—it's making me nervous when I the more we're talking about it, I'm like, don't like this, but yeah, it's gonna happen. We have two years. We have two more years until that season. These kids are gonna be so old. They they said. They said two years, but they're all. 20, years, the youngest yeah. one is 17 and the oldest one is 20. They're old, but like they're not like 30. They're going to be out of high school. <laughs> they're going to have just a bunch of grown Finn folks looks really school old kids. to me. They Finn's all look really like... Looks you know, really Finn old. is only like 19 or 20. <laughs> he still looks hella old to me. Though. I know, but like compared to CW teenagers, <laughs> I think <laughs> they're fine. Compared to CW teenagers? You are really teenagers? They're our age. I'm 16. Really? I see gray hair. Anyway, <laughs> um, I get it. Yeah, they look old, but like to me, I'm like, but they're technically, to me, they're all children. If you're all in that age, you're all children. So I'm like, this still counts for me. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're going to look older. I don't know if that includes a time skip. Like, I think what they're freshmen in this they're year. They're going to have to figure this out. Freshmen, because, so maybe they'll be like yeah. juniors. Seniors? Maybe. In the I next, I don't know. Because um, they're going to start writing until August 5th. Of this year, and they're, they're going to start filming in 2023. Right. Oh my god. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't, know, I, don't I don't see I anything like, official about two years, and I I severely doubt it's going to be that long. Only because Netflix is hurting, it's hurting, and they're gonna, I think they're going to rush the hell out of the show as much as they can. Um, oh, especially. True. So, like, because I, I don't think there's going to be a time skip. How do you time skip from that from that cliffhanger? Like, skipping any yeah. amount of time doesn't make any sense. Um, so, I mean, they even skipped it the like it. two weeks later, you know? Yeah. They're going to oh rush gosh. it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Ray, that's a very good point because they were not counting on this was the worst year for Netflix financially and to save face. And, if I was Netflix, I would definitely be putting ASAP on all my shows that mm-hmm. The Witcher, all of that, because mm-hmm. you know we need our, we need subscribers. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if like they bumped it towards the end of next year instead of just having it early twenty twenty four. Um, which I mean, don't say it, don't jinx it. It better not be like a season eight of Game of Thrones. Hey man, you never know. No, because. <laughs> They put Endings are hard, face. as they we know, have said time said and time have already, and time they again. They <laughs> wrote the story 
five, six years ago when they started. Like they had, they knew they were going to end in season five, so they have things in place. It's not like Game of Thrones; they kind of just we're going to see where it goes and whatever. So they have a little bit more structure. The thing is, when you're rushing, you do miss things, and they're very easy to catch. And knowing that. Um, earlier today I was telling you how a lot of special effects people are just really angry with big companies because they've just been on them in so many ways and they're not being treated right and Stranger Things uses pretty much a lot of visual effects I feel like and I just feel like there's going to be departments that are going to be hurting which could be shown in the on the show so I that makes me worried I know for this season it took them like two years to film like they had you know, it was due to pandemic. They shot on three different locations. They did a lot of reshoots. So I don't know if they have the same time for this, knowing that Netflix is like rubbing my coins now. Mm-hmm. 2024, Marlon? 2025? Yeah, there's, oh. there's, I think currently there's multiple people who are guessing, but the, the one consistent, one consensus most pe- people have is that they're going to start writing again in August. Right now, they're just wondering when the release is like are you going to start the filming in 2023 through 2024 or are you going to start rushing it and then get it out in 2023 so it's a lot of folks who are kind of trying to figure out like how and where they're going to start doing things um especially because folks like Lily bobby brown have other deals as well you know they're going to be doing her yeah. other films so it's also like figuring out like what the godzilla. schedule looks like godzilla nice. anola Gray and Lil Gay. There's another yes, Godzilla the, movie. Home story. Like she has her own. So, yeah. So that, she has a lot one? of things coming up. We're getting another one, Raymond. Are you excited? What's the roster? I have questions for that later after the show. I'm gonna look that I don't up. know. But yeah, it's just there are folks <laughs> who have like a lot of things going on. So I am wondering, are we gonna get like an extra release? Because again, Netflix is hurting, or are we gonna get a 2024, 2025? So it'll be interesting to see how how when this happens but yeah i agree right. like netflix is looking to capitalize on this you know being their you know flagship for now so we'll see what happens right. moving forward but uh, yeah. i heard that they want to do a spinoff of something off stranger things and that makes me nervous oh yeah they're creating a oh god they're creating a new studio for death note and a Stranger things spinoff. spinoff very interesting like, combination <laughs> Interesting choices here. I don't know about Death Note. Leave that anime alone. Yeah, I don't know. A that was a strange. Of what? Where they <laughs> of Stranger Things. I don't know what that would look like. I know. But mm, maybe Dustin's gonna go on an adventure with Steve. Oh gosh. <laughs> Who I knows? just that knowing that they they're planning that like i i don't want that to hinder season like i don't want that to be like well since you want that that means we have to ask you to do this for like rush season five like i don't want that like just let them make the show they want and then we'll be ready for it regardless but (sighs) yeah Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens in the future if it comes out we'll be here we'll review it and we'll let you know uh what we think oh gosh yeah. Well, good job, Stranger Things. Thank you for giving me the 80 sci-fi horror that I wasn't expecting. But moving mm-hmm. on, more to horror. Um, the Boys. Uh, season horror? four. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wouldn't use horror there. It was a little I will say, this was, to me, this was the best season. But I'm sorry, season it one was. Scar Me for Life. <laughs> like, season one Scar Me for Life. And it's funny because 
there was so much talk of the hero gasm episode and that didn't phase me at all i was like have you watched hbo have you seen Spartacus? Have you seen all these yeah. other shows? <laughs> after Whatever. that, uh, season, after that one dis- of the season, though, I was not expecting. <laughs> the, the the disclaimer for Herogasm was maybe maybe put my expectations too high for what kind of debauchery I was about right? to see on screen. Right? And so when it happened, I was just like, "Oh, it's just a bunch of boobs. This isn't that. Like, there's there's nothing yeah. weird going on here. Like, uh, I was a little disappointed." No. But then, right? I was like, "But is there something wrong with me to think this is not bad?" But that's Probably. Going, no, so. that's on them because literally yeah. okay. in the first episode, we see some Ant Man character crawl to a penis and explode a guy. I feel like <laughs> yeah. that was far more of a shocking thing than yes. was. Yes, it was. Homeboy took cocaine and fully sneezed in this man's urethra and exploded him. That was far more scarring than whatever hero. You saw a butthole in Herogasm and that was kind of unnerving, but like I wasn't like, oh my god, I was literally like, this is the first episode of the boys. First this episode. man blew up a man's penis with him around it. That was I more I shocking. Amy, hey, good luck to if, if, we, if you start boys, good luck. <laughs> that episode messed me up and I think it was like a shout out I don't know if it happened in comics but I think it was Ant a Man. shout out to yeah the Ant-Man thing and that, which is hilarious because they the put that clip Thanos of him. thing it was perfect yeah 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 <laughs> and this is what happened this is what we wanted but no not like this not like this you stop it writers <laughs> um, but yeah I, I, I enjoyed the boys this season and had more of a narrative going on with all the it was, see this show has a lot of characters too but I think it worked really well because everyone had a part to play or everyone had a lot of stuff to deal with which affected other people um, we saw the return of Soldier Boy played by the amazing Jensen the amazing. Atlas, which I think I'm like okay I, I he was yes he was, ex, he was exactly what I expected in this show he was, was perfect um, and Yes, I love it. Um, but then seeing how Butcher, again, he's going off the deep end, but like really going off the deep end, getting addicted to, I have to say, what was it called, Amy, in uh, True Blood? The, the little thing that humans took so that they could be like vampires or get high. It reminded me of that um, plot. Oh, it was similar. It's that. Compound V in here, but I swear it was yeah. something V in True Blood. So it was giving me those vibes. Um, but they were addicted to that. Becoming superheroes, him and Huey. Um, Starlight, you know, fighting. She, I feel like she was falling on all fronts. Like, her dealing with her and Huey, Huey, Huey being your boyfriend. I'm just, I don't know how she does it. Um, dealing with the stuff at Vault. Dealing with Homelander. Dealing with just so much. And I, I love seeing how she was like, you know what? I'm tired of listening to people. I'm going to be patient and do my own thing. And I was so scared that I was going to fuck her up. But nope, she she was right. I'm like, dang, Starlight was right again. She did good things. Um, my favorite part, though, this season was definitely Black Noir's mind. Like, I was not expecting those <laughs> oh, scenes. Oh, God. Those are my favorite scenes. Mm. That little beaver. <laughs> no, my favorite part is the whole skit. Remember? Remember? What what happened? And they acted it out, and it was the most violent cartoon. That was the best. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that was my favorite scene in this whole season. <laughs> hearing J- Jensen Ackles' voice come out of that eagle as it's still like that whole thing, <laughs> it was just it was really funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, I was like, I watched that, and I was like, yeah, this is the best season. <laughs> 
There was a lot of mm-hmm. yeah, strong think, things. Uh, it was really good. Go ahead, Warren. Nope. No, you go, Raymond. Dead air. You. <laughs> We're going to do it. After you, sir. Someone say no. something. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think the boys has always done a great job of like balancing parody and like the political uh, humor that they have about literally the left and the right and center. And I think this season as a whole, a lot of it, they're like, you know what? What happened in the world is literally free. It's just free usage of things. Let's just take what's happening that's really, really happening and just add superheroes to it. And it just, it aligns perfectly from the info wars to a political uh, leaning party, having an entire channel where they can bring on um, quote unquote victims of the woke media uh, and just stoke the flames of just basically insurrection as well as like just racist undertones and just have that be played the entire time. Just very like, and like not, not, not even tweaking much, like keeping the exact same verbiage, like, still talking about the proud boys talking about when was it like you know bad to be an american um how dare these uh uh teens put me on tiktok they're trying to like take me down like we don't know if like people are being like molded by the celebrities like the like the left has all these celebrities who are like all just toxic so just having a character just play uh play Trump basically with superpowers. And I think it even comes to the full head at the very last episode, where if you remember that, that quote from Donald Trump, he said like, I could shoot someone in the middle of broad daylight and get an applause. And that literally was, was Homelander's last scene was him killing someone in the middle of bot square to a rounding applause. And I was like, cool. They are fully leaning all the way into what we already know and already exists. And it's still terrifying and it's still upsetting. But a lot of folks this season were like being very angry. Like, oh, the boys has gotten so political. There was been like, where have you been? They've been political. <laughs> they the same people that complain about political. Star Trek, Star Wars, anything. Why are there, why are there politics in this? It's like, it's been there. Like, if you haven't paid attention. You just finally that, noticed but, it. Right. It's like they literally have an AOC character. In the boys last season, who is secretly a villain, and it's like cool, like you're talking about AOC. They're talking about literally Mitch McConnell gets a <laughs> and Lindsey Graham get a name drop this season. Lindsey Graham had a name drop, y'all. I was like, oh, uh, that's how closely our worlds are blending. Right. <laughs> like Lindsey Graham sent me a, a thumbs up text or whatever. Be like, you're doing a great job. So it's just. It's so great. And I also love that we spent this season focusing on um, the humans that gravitate to Homeland, or specifically and unfortunately, Mother's Milk's uh, like parental partner, I forget his name, yeah, who, is, who is just emboldened as a white man by this all-powerful other white man. And you see him fully go down this rabbit hole of white supremacy and him and have and have mm be like i cannot stand this this is dangerous and no one's talking about how dangerous this is and even the last episode seeing this 
skinny white man who has, for the most part, been on chat rooms and on 4chan, which she kept mentioning. Oh, yeah, I'm on, like, 4chan. I'm like, that's a full red flag. And you have a full black daughter. Red flags off the gate. But to fully see it at the very end, be the first person to lead this, like, applause of murder in, like, the name of patriotism, I think it's going to let us know that this next season is going to be... um, maybe fast forward a few years in America currently and just seeing how things go to complete shit. I really hope Mother Smoke has another scene where he beats the crap out of that man because I know he felt bad for it, but I was like, nah, he he deserved it. And now I'm like, now he's definitely, I hope he gets a chance because I, I felt like that little girl didn't need to be around that man. And he had, like, I was totally on, you know, his side, like, don't bring a little girl to Bashy. And it felt it felt almost personal because it's like I know like on Twitter there's like talks of like interracial couples of how like that that's a thing where the partner is part of into like the prop boys and stuff and like the spouse just doesn't know it or she doesn't care or she's just trying to like ignore it because she's like happy marriage and I'm like I feel like they kind of took a cue from that because it's like well what what does this look like in this sense in this world where not only that, but like her father is part of a squad that literally fights these behind the scenes stuff. And he sees your ass on TV with the nah. He luckily he just got punched a few times. I would have been like, nah, you need to. That's why I was like, I hope next season he really. Mm. But yeah, I agree. I, I enjoyed that they really made it real, but like they covered all the sides. And it kind of feels like there's no safe side. Ding, ding. And it really is. You really, like, you can either be like, like Starlight was trying to do the right thing. And she fell out, hey, this is not working. Let me do some incom- like unconventional things with a mix of how I really am. And, I mean, she used social media. And, again, what's, what's the one saving grace during all this horrible stuff is these social, these people filming things, these people capturing things put it on Twitter stuff, getting people like that's the news that I think millennials are getting. And I like how Starlight kind of took that approach um, and getting her. She has hella fans, 200 million fans and uh, seeing things um, compared to how Homelander fans are more like they show up. They like to it, it's so scary. It's really real life. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And of course, I, I, yeah, they did a great job, like a lot of background pulling, a lot of information. I think they hit on I think, every other political issue in the world. Like they even brought an A train to bring in like the Black Lives Matter <laughs> poll. Oh gosh, but, that and, scene. But it was, and I first was thinking, are you going to play this for laughs the whole season? Same. But then I was like, cool, there's a twist to it. And I love that great, like he's now being... I guess, told or uh, exposed to the struggles of being black uh, or, or living in this community and being like, hey, this has always been a thing. It's always been here. And I feel like you want to help out now because you have an ulterior motive of like, oh, if I get involved in this community, you know, I can, you know, get back in the good graces of Bob, even even going out of his way to do the Kylie Jenner Pepsi commercial. Oh my gosh, I was dying how when that scene was. This man was like, hey, have an A train. And I was like, this is the Pepsi commercial, my this guy. Is the Pepsi commercial. And like, and, and like having him be like, this is right, right? This is a good thing to do. Am I doing it right? And I was like, yeah, I guess, whatever, man. And then having him finally be 
on the other side of that. Having him being brought down from his like hero stature every episode, being called fat, being called useless, having him slowly come down that pedestal that he put himself on and lowering each rung over and over again to we literally watch A-Train hit rock bottom this season and he loses connections to um, his family because for the most part it's always been about him being a superhero and by the time he learned the lesson of like oh now I'm affected by other superheroes in a very negative way and I want to do something about it and then be like, actually, it's too late. You're kind of already involved in it. And then him being like, well, let's just go back to the way things were and we can donate money and be like, no, like you, you, you can't go back. You've done something that is like has driven a, like a wedge between us that we don't think we can ever bridge ever again. And then having him have to live with that. And I'm wondering if we're going to see him turn in next season because this Mm -hmm. season he had multiple chances to kind of do a a right thing even Mm -hmm. down to starlight trying to partner with him to assist and getting rid of and deposing homelander and then having him snitch them out because at the end of the day he still wants that power he doesn't want to be just a regular black guy he's like no no i need to be a black i need to be a superhero like, this is, like, important to me. And so I'm wondering if we're going to see more of him learning these things next season, um, now that he's seen how underutilized he is, how he's just into the Black character to these other, you know, to, to Vod. So I'm interested in seeing what his progression looks like next season, now that he's hit rock bottom, basically. And he has a new heart now, so now yep. he can. Mm-hmm. new heart after he Do murdered Blue, Blue Hawk. Blue Hawk? Oh, my God. Blue Hawk. Yeah, I mean- that was... It was brutal, but I mean, you fucked his brother over. It was commentary. Literally, this man as a superhero said, I felt threatened. And then right. and I was I like, was so mad. You have powers. And he was like, It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I was like, That seems frustrated me to no end. And then he was like, You people. I was like, Oh, hell. Like, it was automatic, Marla. I was like, Oh, hell no. Get that man out there. Um, but to see, like, to hear how, like, that messed up his brother, can't walk again. Like, you know, that was something that was his. And I think he, like, even saw, like, he cares about his family, but he cares about them in a way of, like, you know, that's, like, that's my identity. And that's, mm-hmm. he kind of puts them in the box. So, you know, he doesn't really do the humanly thing and, like, actually spending time with them. He just, you know, keeps them separate, but, like, out of arm's reach. But, like, seeing his brother get really hurt. Now, yeah, I want to do things. I'm going to kill him. I'm like, that with zero to a hundred super fast but at the same time just like he was messing with the black communities a lot so it's like it was a really weird situation i'm like was he wrong or was it like i couldn't tell but i I knew it was coming i was like (laughs) i mean he he put on a dashiki uniform and i was like okay this man's this man tried to have a Wakanda. Yeah. I was like, yo, this man is trying to get all the tropes, hitting all the tropes. All the tropes. And then he had a outfit. She was like, what the hell are you wearing? Right. Right. He's like, it's my new look. You like it? And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then hearing how most of his businesses, right, most of his businesses were urban, how he has his menthol. Yo, that menthol cigarettes. Yo. I was like, like yeah I, I, I want to see if he ever gets some kind of redemption because when you think about the seven there's only like two people now it's sure. A-Train Homelander and the oh three people the deep 
It's just them now. Everyone's uh, I was, I was gonna be pretty fine dead. if you forgot the deep when you just said that. I wasn't gonna correct you if you Did forgot I? the deep there. Storyline. <laughs> I love that with started as the redemption arc fully became him being like, oh no, I'm just gonna be an enabler now. Like I'm not gonna be. Yep. And like I, I've gone from being someone who's actively engaging in terrible acts to now being in the background, noticing how terrible they are, but then still choosing to stay on the sidelines because, again, I don't want to be a nobody and I want this power. Mm-hmm. He, I, that's why I feel like him and A Train have a lot of things in common, even though I know they don't like each other. But they, they like again, he wants that power too, and he used his life. Like she was really trying to choose Scientology. Right. Doing the best for him. And you know, he got a little too big for his britches, kicked her to the curb. And now, like, yeah, you're in. But now you're like, how are you gonna do it without her? He more or less put an octopus on his penis when she chose to leave. So I don't think he kicked her. She was just like, I am actively choosing to leave the situation. I refuse True. to have those tentacles touch my naked body. Oh, God. I'm good. Uh, and I was like, girl, I ain't going to blame you, girl. I ain't going to blame you. I'm going to leave two people on the octopus he, into he the bedroom. He did a little too much this season. I was just like, I, I, have, nothing, I have no comment. I was just like, anyway, um, girl, I'm glad you got away. She's going to have her little book, whatever the deal. Um, what what that means for the deep, I don't know, because now that she was always his, like, Handler, yeah. He will have to think for himself, and that might put him in some uh, interesting situations next season. Let's <laughs> wait and see at this point. Um, can we talk about uh, Ryan, the little boy? How, um, first of all, he got old really fast, he's already like, I don't even know how old he is, and um, how you know, coming from being with uh. Uh, what's his name's wife and, you know that was who he Butcher. was with for so long. yeah Butcher's wife for so long and then you know he kind of gets his little visits from Butcher but now it's like he's in the stage where he just wants someone to know him and recognize him that you know Butcher pushed him aside for purpose because you know I got a mission but it's weird that him and Homelander actually met and that he actually Homelander said the right words to me, that is a Trump reference to me. To the right words. And that actually made that little boy be like, I want to go. I'm call- and he's calling him dad and stuff. And how that last scene where he sees the violence and how his dad protected him and he's smiling. I'm like, is this little boy about to be a villain and Butcher's going to have to fight him? Like... Well, yeah, I think it's a commentary. I oh mean, my gosh. when he had his mom, the, the mother was there to basically try to coach him down from having those instincts, you know? That's we, scary, though. And like, so, you know, then you had Butcher do the same thing. But I think it's like a commentary on, like, if you have someone like Homelander who's ultra patriotic, ultra violent, ultra conservative, it doesn't matter if you have a really great kid. You put him in that environment, the kid's going to learn from that adult. And so you have Ryan, who went from being this very kind and caring kid, um, who now sees his father figure basically going wild with his powers, and there actually not being any rules. Like his mother had rules about like you, you know, no flying yeah. in the house, no powers mm-hmm. in the house. But now seeing a father who's like, yeah, I don't have rules. We just do, we just do what we want. Like that's Social gonna be commentary. a plus. Of like, yeah, my dad doesn't have rules for me i'm gonna be a little uh what's the boy's name who 
uh, shot people. A little uh, Kyle Ryan, Rittenhouse. Yeah, you have a Kyle mm-hmm. Rittenhouse young man about to grow up under. That's why I was Homelander. like, is he like is Butcher go- like? This show is too real. <laughs> like I was like seeing that little arc. Like that arc stood out to me. I was like, is he gonna be a problem later on? Because this is how you get people like that. Like, and he has powers. And to mm-hmm. see like Soldier Boy was Homelander's dad, and you know how Soldier Boy is, so I'm all like, the apple doesn't far fall far from the tree. Oh no, Ryan's gonna be Ryan. We were hoping for you to break the curse, but no, he's following the same path. That's scary. All because he didn't have some. Mm. <laughs> all because you know what, Marlon? That, that means. I, and I'm calling this. That means next season there's going to be a scene where somebody's going to talk about Homelander or somebody, and it's going to be some. I don't know if you remember uh, when one of those shooters did something terrible, and I don't know what actress, but she made a video saying, "I wish I was the mother to love him" or something. Do you remember that video that came out mm-hmm. uh, earlier this year about it was this actress who was trying to do this whole passive like. These killers are horrible stuff, but it's because they're not being loved. And I wish I was the one, I was the mother to love them. And then they wouldn't go, they wouldn't do these things. So I'm like, hmm. just like what they did with the Imagine video with the celebrities, which was a throwback to the thing. I feel like they're going to pull that can't believe uh, they did that. They're <laughs> they going to pull that, uh, <laughs> that joke of someone's going to be like, I wish I was the one to love. Homelander, he was younger, so that he can understand love. I'll, I'll, I'll look up the video and send it to you, but I, I do love how the writers this season really took advantage of all of social media jokes and it fit perfect. Like, it wasn't like, haha, joking. No, it fit perfectly in the situation to the point where it was double hilarious to me. <laughs> mm. yeah. Ryan's going to end up this being the one really to, uh, uh, he's going to be the one to kill Homelander in the end. It's got to be. It it's has only one. to. I mean, they got rid of Soldier Boy, so it's pretty much down to Ryan unlocking some power. Maybe Butcher either finding out some secret about Homelander, or Homelander pulls a um, uh, a what's the other show? Pulls an Invincible and like beats up Ryan for not following what he tells Ryan to do. And then Ryan gets upset and right. gets hurt and wants to get revenge. Something's got to <sighs> happen. Something's got to slip because literally there's no longer a deterrent for Homelander anymore. Right. Like you had this like video that was a deterrent for a while, but now he's like the CEO and in charge of Vought. He has political ties now. He has his son. Um, he has full control over the entire building. So you put that there girl, has to be something new introduced into all this. He put that girl as vice president, which means she'll probably uh, help him out with things as far as like policy and stuff. Because she was like, I'll help you if you help me. And he did. So now <laughs> she's running for VP. So and I'm correct. just like... Yeah, she'll be his uh, his shield, which we know right. if you're in the politics game, you're pretty much familiar. shielded from a lot of different things. Familiar. Um, uh, Marlon, you mentioned the Invincible scene. How meta would it be for the boys writers to write a scene like that in The Boys? Another Amazon show or another Amazon the scene show into that show? Yeah. <laughs> mm, I mean, if they need more more time to like give the season a chance to be finished it probably makes sense i mean they could do what they did be like, earlier a bunch of like loosely tied stories that are hyper violent spaced out i mean they gave us the last episode of the diabolical was an episode about black noir being the support for homelander which is why 
and they mentioned it in the actual finale of like when I first met Noir, he was supposed to teach me how to do this stuff. So if they were to do another one, it could tie into the last season. Maybe maybe they focus more so on a different character. But I think if they were to do it again, it'd be a great, you know, way to like stretch time between seasons. As of now, like we're waiting for a big yeah. powerhouse season. Exciting to see what happens. Exciting to see the choices of things. I'm glad that we got a chance to see um like Maeve's character get fleshed out even better this season. Got yeah. a chance to see her go through a lot of ups and downs. Um, and we also got a chance to see uh, her make an ultimate sacrifice. You know, she had the decision to either A, let Homelander blow up the entire, you know, let Soldier Boy blow up the entire wing and like win and effectively also die, um, or save everyone in the hopes that maybe they'll get a second shot at it. And so she mm-hmm. took that shot, lost her powers. But ultimately, I think out of everyone, she came out um, the most won. happy. Like she right. kind of won. Like she has no powers anymore, where she came to hate her powers, like wholeheartedly this season. She fully was open by saying, we shouldn't have power. We shouldn't exist. Uh, so she got what she wanted. And she gets a chance to be with her, with her like love away from all this nonsense. That made me so, happy, yeah. Yeah, there was one happy ending out of all this nonsense. <laughs> it was worth it. And I was like, Maeve deserved it. I'm I'm happy that... She put in the work. Yeah, because she was trying to get out. But the fact that, I mean, um, that fight scene between her and Homeland was very epic because I feel like, you know, all this season, it was so, like, throughout the seasons, they've always had that can can she really fight him? Is he can, can he kill her with like one thing? Like I always was wondering. Like as far as powers, he always seemed like he wasn't. He was hesitant around Maeve and Black Noir. Like those mm-hmm. were the two people. But seeing how easy he disposed of Black Noir, I was like, oh okay, so he wasn't even a thing. But with Maeve, it was like he could have killed her, but no, he put her in that little room. And I I was like, I think because he's a little bit nervous about what she can do, and that was foreshadowing towards what she really could do like she really made him bleed and i was happy to see that fight i was like finally well he, he wanted her eggs that's why she was in that room i know but right. like also was creepy. creepy this is a that really creepy, creepy. Yeah, creepy. that was gonna harvest you was so creepy it took it to a whole other level of oh i'm not gonna kill you i need your eggs and i was like oh my god oh so, god, that's even worse it's like no, 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 i need is, those eggs do you think that is still in place or will did is what's the, still in place the egg thing or did they make, got them and she also, she also isn't a superhero anymore so it, i don't think her eggs okay. would have superhero powers anymore at this point okay no i was just like is that going to be like another build up to something else because i was like we do not need a new super baby nah, i don't think they, i don't think they did it i think they were just i think he was just telling her what his plans were for her but at that moment they were he was still trying to handle the soldier boy situation up top they were just him saying, hey, like, you're going to be here for this sole reason. Don't think it's because I like you. It's because I have a need from you for because, again, I'm team leader. Homelander did the most this season, but I, I was like, I really did not know what was going to happen to that man. I was like, yes, it's downfall, but actually it just propped him up more. And I'm just like, this really is like real life. I hate it. But yeah, another season. Um, my last question is, does anyone know what is, how many seasons will the show be? Do they have a estimation of where they want to stop? Or is this one of those, we're just going to keep going until something happens? Five. 
five. <laughs> so that means next season is the last season. <laughs> no, this was three. Makes sense at this point. Like I feel yeah, like. Yeah, but wow. This was this, this was, was season three. This is season three. This is season three. Oh, okay. So yeah, two more three. seasons. This is, this is season four. Yeah. I'm thinking Stranger Things. I'm like season, season four. four season next. four. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Season four is next, but I also feel I, like I mean. Unless they're doing a very similar thing to Stranger Things, where like all those episodes took place within like a few days of each other, it would have to be like a very yeah. I feel like they could do a fifth season by wondering what the fourth season would all be about to kind of get right. it there. But of course, they can always pull from the world we live in. Maybe they have an insurrection story. Maybe Homelander takes oh, over the God. White House. And January sixth, a, uh, a la January sixth. Oh God! He, like, uh, he rushes the White House. I don't. They want take that. over. They establish his control, and then season five is them trying to untangle it. So I, I can mean, see that being a thing. I mean, you know, as a writer, for you to I don't, have your I don't second want to last it. season, it has to be worse so that season I, five can I don't be want it. an ending. So Marlon's probably telling us what season four is about already by saying that. It's got to suck. It's got to be a season that cool. I got to watch again. Because again, look at Stranger Things. Yeah. The town of Hawkins is fucked. So it's like, cool. We got to figure out what's going to happen next. So but I feel like season four, everything has to continue to hit the fan. And it has to end on being like, great. Either Homelander is president or Homelander has like sent the Proud Boys to take over the government and is like, it's becoming a full conservative nightmare of like they're taking over, like they, they, and they're, they're killing people, they're hanging people. It's got to be something yeah. bad. So season five, I think about great. We're not going to fix everything, but we are going to kill the people in charge, and we'll just see what happens next. Yikes! As long as I estimate, it's going to be ugly. I estimated five because that's what Kripke likes. So he oh, probably okay. has a five season plan. Because he dipped, he literally so. dipped on Supernatural after his fifth season. He was, they said, <laughs> he I'm sure they mm-hmm. asked him to pay, but, we'll, but question- we'll pay you more. And he said, nope, I'm good. <laughs> wow. But I'm out my of question, here. My question with that is, if Butcher only has, what, like five five months to live, do you think that means he's like going to get like cured at some point if they're going to extend this into more seasons? Because clearly, probably be dead by the next season, so right? That's kind of what they're heal. saying. I did forget about the fact that he only he's has dying. a few months to live. According, yeah. maybe dying. they do go with the fourth season. He has like a year left because the, do- the guy said so, twelve months inside no. at the most no he months. made it seem like it was very little <laughs> I yeah, felt. No, but he said no he but said. he's he's he, said he literally words. said 1218 he th- th- that was the dialogue yeah mm-hmm. it could be less but i'm just saying like that is the time frame and that does you feel could like two seasons a, in that yeah that does feel like two seasons unless like i said he meets someone who has he gets healed, powers which, and then and she's gonna heal he could take v in there Mm. <sighs> yeah, I get back to back into into Vought. They're gonna get back into Vought again. Get I mean, I guess they could. They could try. They have su- they have literal superheroes on the team. They uh, they can make it happen. I but he's gonna yeah. make it till season five at least. Um, and the he's show a is popular. Character. Yeah, we kind of need him to be there. <laughs> Like, yeah. I hate him, but I love Carl Urban so much, though. He's like, so good. 
He's so good at this character. And the cast has so much. I love seeing behind the scenes of their stuff. And I love that this time around, I don't know if you guys follow the Vault International Twitter uh, account. It's hilarious. They put out Vault things as if, you know, it's real. So like they put out the deep, the movie. They talked about like, oh my gosh, it's so-and-so's birthday. Don't forget the whatever. And it's hilarious because it really are building up of like, this is a world that exists. Almost similar next to ours. And they, it, it, I love it. Like they really hyped up the season to just kind of melting your life a bit. And mm. seeing those tweets before, even the Amazon, um, the boys channel themselves, like the boys account themselves, like, Need to not hold back on their tweets about this season, and it was just hilarious. And I highly recommend checking out those two accounts because, like, I think they made this season even better when you're not watching but you're reading their post. I'm like, dang, who is hiring these social media managers? They really are in this fandom. Like, it's hilarious, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, season three on to season four. Great season. Can't wait to see more. Um, yeah. Marlon, did you want to say something about your corner before I wrap up for the show? Ooh, nothing at the moment. Still doing other things. So nothing at the moment. We'll be okay. back soon. Okay. What okay. <laughs> you want to do is I'm tired of I'm tired of Marvel commentary. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Not right now. Um okay, well. Thanks, everybody, for coming together to talk about all the wonderful things that have happened in the past two months. Listeners, thank you for checking in on us and listening to our episode today. Don't forget to hit us on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, geekforcepodcast.com. Hit us up anytime. We're here to answer questions that are relevant to the fandom and our show. Until then, stay safe. Enjoy the boys and geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.